Greetings, and welcome to episode two of our new season of Talking Aerospace Today from Siemens Digital Industries Software. I'm Patty Russo, Global Marketing Manager for the Aerospace and Defense Industry here at Siemens. Today, we continue our conversation from last episode, introducing our new Vice President for Aerospace and Defense, Todd Tuttle, and his insight into the industry. Todd joins me along with Dale Tutt, our Vice President of Global Industries. Dale is Todd's predecessor as Vice President of Aerospace and Defense Industry here at Siemens. So Todd, last episode, we talked about digital transformation, workforce issues, and benefits of the digital twin. You touched on the importance of culture and organizational change as key parts of the digital transformation process. I'd like to start a follow-up to build on that conversation. So my first question is related to customers who have not yet adopted the digital twin or a digital transformation in their organizations. Some of them potentially are in this analysis paralysis phase, so they choose to do nothing because it's overwhelming. And Dale, you've talked about the fact that customers do benefit from the digital twin. One of the areas that that we've talked about at a recent conference about the digital twin was related to trust. Can either or both of you comment on the benefit of the digital twin and the benefit of trusting the digital twin? I go back to a story that I I had when I was uh, a little bit earlier in my career. And we had been developing these simulations and we were having great success. They were actually pilot-in-the-loop simulations. So they were digital twin, but with hardware and did a lot of simulation, desktop simulation, and we transferred to hardware and pilot in the loop. And and we came back and there was like, the pilots came to the conclusion that we probably needed to change something. And I remember my VP asking us at the time, should we delay our program? Are you that confident in what you're doing? And we were kind of like, oh, well, we're not sure yet. This is still our first time. And But as a company, we took we took some mitigation measures to make sure that we could have something in place. And it turns out when the airplane started flying, it did exactly what had been doing in our, in our simulation work. Because we had then built that foundation that we had validated it to one aircraft program, then we'd actually had worked it and used it to make decisions, drive decisions. In this case, we did mitigations uh, on the second program. Then the third program came along and when the, we, and it was a different airplane, completely different airplane. And when our pilots came back, said, we think we have an issue with the flight control system, we went ahead and the company just decided to change it. So over time, they had developed confidence in the results that we were getting and not just in how we were using the technology, but the processes that we were using to validate and keep configuration control of our simulations, our models, that digital twin in that case, and then, and then how we were uh, evaluating and, and, and keeping it up to date really gave the company a lot of confidence in the work that we were doing, that they were a- able to then use that to drive decisions uh, going forward on future programs. Todd, do you have anything to add to the the idea of why is it so beneficial if companies in the industry starts to trust the digital, the digital twin? I think one of the conversations I would have uh, with some of my staff is we're designing control systems. I would say, where's truth? You know, in other words, we're going to build physical hardware. We, we, we've done the simulation, we've done the, the performance, but where's truth? And we'd have this great discussion. And of course, if I'm talking to a mechanical designer, the mechanical designer is going to say, well, the truth is we cut the metal and we, we move the actuators back and forth and whatever they do, that's truth. And I'd say, well, that's difficult because I've got a customer that's given us requirements to uh, 
validate this over thousands of hours of life, over all kinds of, of uh, conditions. And we're only going to test eight or 10 of these. We're not going to test these for the entire complete life. We're not going to put it through every single possible condition. We're not going to build all of this, all the combinations in terms of tolerances for this whole control system. How are we going to do that? And the reality is, well, what we do is that we, we, we create a model. The model helps us learn about the, the physical thing we're going to build. We build the physical thing, and then we validate that model. And then we, we take the model virtually through all of those situations, through all the parts of the envelope. And that's where we really gain the confidence that the system as delivered will perform the way it's going to perform. That's where we, we start to trust that, that our design works. And as I see uh, in my career over the industry, what I see is we do more and more virtual tests and less and less physical tests. We're not to the place yet where we don't need any physical tests. I have hopes that in my lifetime, in my career, we'll get to some of that where we can do uh, prototypes virtually and not have to build them and, and do all the learning uh, from a model. I think that's, that's a goal I have to help promote. But uh, I think it's, that's the trust. It's how much how much can you do virtually uh, and trust it virtually uh, as validated or compared to the physical? Those are both great examples. So learning and seeking the truth, so to speak, and Dale, in your case, seeing the benefits play out from using the digital twin, all leading to the idea of having confidence in gaining that trust. Another area that increasingly takes the attention of aerospace industry and aerospace customers of ours is interoperability and integration. How can the digital twin help with those areas within their organizations and disciplines? So I guess I talked earlier about building up this idea of, of the journey of going into a digital twin and starting with just maybe a mechanical design, starting with an electrical design. And I think fundamentally on that journey, you start in pieces, but eventually you want to put the pieces together, whether in simulation Again, you want to do that. You want to learn from the, the building and integration of all those pieces before you have to go do that physically. The digital twin is kind of, the, again, this area, this opportunity to learn, to make mistakes, and to optimize before you do things for real. Uh, and that's, that's certainly one of the areas when I think of integration of, of all the pieces it takes to put together a subsystem for an aircraft or a spacecraft and then to put the spacecraft together itself. I can't imagine back in the days of what I'll call the real engineers, I think of the Apollo program you know, early on when they didn't have any of these tools. And, and I look at what they had to do, and it's just astounding and incredible to me the kinds of integrations that, that they had to do uh, to make a rocket fly. And they just didn't have the kind of tools we have. And wow, it's just, just the, the, the benefits we have from Digital Twin today. But they did have slide rules, so... That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did. But no, I have to agree. The interoperability is key. The ability to be able to move data. I always just wanted my engineers actually working on solving problems and not managing data and managing paperwork. So uh, I think as you get more, you know, with more interoperability, with more higher levels of integration, you, you're able to move your uh, teams away from that, whether it's your engineers, your technicians, they're focusing on solving the challenges, not, not on managing data. I'll dive a little deeper on the idea and the topic of digital twin. Can the digital twin help customers, help companies in our industry address supply chain issues? And if so, how? Certainly. I guess if, if I look at supply chain, let's look at a, a simple uh, scenario I might have in supply chain. 
I've designed a, a circuit card, and the circuit card has a, a multitude of different components on it. And I'd like to know what are the components I have in stock? Where are those relative to uh, long lead items? Which of the companies I'm working with are likely to have problems? I'd like to be able to integrate that data and understand that so I can predict supply chain problems before I have them. That, that's thing one. And then I'm going to find some supply chain problems. So then I want to be able to quickly do a, uh, a redesign to design the part that I can no longer buy anymore. I want to design that part out. And I'd sure like to do all of that uh, in a digital world to not have to, to do things physically to figure out how to uh, update that design. So that by the time the parts I have on stock are no longer in place, I already have a design ready to go to mitigate that problem. When I think about the supply chain and the challenges that you have in a supply chain and it's just understanding the expanse or the extent of your supply chain and how do you model it? And I mean, I think all the years that, you know, I've been in the business and we just knew that we were going to have a part show up on our dock one day and we might have insight when it was actually going to get shipped, but we may not know how it was actually going to get there. As I think about our global supply chains now and how do we model it more effectively? Maybe this is where tools, if you could almost, you know, think about your digital twin of your supply chain uh, of the, the business processes, how even the routings. So if you're, if you have a shipment from China to your company, what route are the ships going to take to get there? Are they going to go through the Suez Canal? Are they going to be on a train that's going through a massive snowstorm in the Midwest of the U.S.? And you're going to have a delay. And, and how, do you, how do you start predicting these delays and be more proactive than just, oh, the parts didn't show up. Now let's start looking for it. And so I think nowadays with the industrial metaverse and bringing that forward and bringing this concept of a digital twin of your supply chain, you can start to think about where your parts are actually flowing in from and applying digital logistics to be able to actually bring those solutions forward and have much more insight into your supply chain and what's available than what is available several years ago. So digital transformation has really given a lot of visibility, transparency, this connectedness between the, the OEM and all of their suppliers and maybe their suppliers and have a lot more insight so that you can start to be predicting and forecasting disruptions and reacting to it weeks earlier before you find out, oh, the part didn't show up because there was a ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. So we've been talking about the digital twin. I'm going to continue on that path and ask a question around the digital twin and sustainability. Can, and if so, how does a digital twin support our customers' sustainability goals? It's a great question, Patty. I know an issue that's on top of the mind for a lot of our customers how best can they implement sustainability in their designs? It's, it's a goal that all of them have. And what I think about sustainability from a customer perspective, I think about uh, two central key things that they need. They need to be really, really innovative and they need to be able to uh, pay for and afford what they're doing. So if we think about from the innovation standpoint and from the idea of these radical new things uh, that customers need to do. It starts from a fundamental idea of of the front-end concept development and systems engineering. And this idea of where do I go? What parameters do I need to set uh, relative to just the fundamental requirements, the fundamental architecture that it's going to take to meet these uh, new ideas in terms of greener vehicles, in terms of lighter vehicles, in terms of more efficient vehicles. Uh, it's not simply a matter of just going out and designing a wing. 
That needs to be done in the context of the overall vehicle and the overall requirements and goal. Because the, while in some cases, maybe a, a lighter wing may make sense, in the context of the overall vehicle from a system standpoint, maybe it doesn't. Because maybe the lighter wing is not going to be uh, something that, that is going to last for the lifetime of, of, of the aircraft. As well as looking at new kinds of sustainable requirements in terms of materials, the life cycle, and where those materials go after the, the vehicles reach its end of life. Uh, it, it's a whole new set of requirements that, uh, that in, in aerospace, we haven't always been as concerned with that we need to be from a sustainability standpoint. Uh, and then the, the idea of cost, of doing it as efficiently and as optimized as we talked about, you know, we keep talking about this idea of, of learning and optimization, but that's kind of the key fundamental part of a digital twin, the thing that it allows us to do is to learn to optimize digitally before we have to go build it physically. And those are just a couple of the ways. We could talk about sustainability and operations and, and the new buildings they're building and all those kinds of things, but uh, I don't know if we, we want to go there today. But just, just lots and lots of ways uh, that digital twins and the digital transformation and digital threads can help benefit our customers from all the, the really, really difficult work they have to do relative to sustainability. So we started out by talking about organizational change, and it seems like the answer is the digital twin can potentially help with that and helps move companies and helps them change how they need to work for what's needed for the future. Do you want to add any other comments to that? Well, I'll, I'll add it maybe from the perspective of, uh, of the engineers uh, designing all these great new products. And from, from there, one of, the, one of my goals I think one of our goals at Siemens uh, is to really make life better for our customers and our engineers. When I was uh, back in functional leadership, I used to look at and try to understand how uh, the engineers that work for me spent their day. They spent a lot of a lot of their time looking for information, moving data, doing things manually, things that, uh, that they didn't go to school to learn, things that uh, they really don't bring a lot of job satisfaction. Engineers want to be creative. They want to think of new things. They want to look at, uh, do analysis and, and make high-level decisions. They don't want to move data, move information. And this whole idea of digital transformation, of moving from a, a document-based way of working to a digital way of working, and this idea of a really high-level simulation and integration really gives, I think, creates a working environment for those engineers that is far better than, than the, this, this idea of just moving data around all day. You've used an analogy to describe what you just talked about. Would you like to, to share that? Because I think it's a great foundation for my next question. And the analogy has to do with, with boats. Boats. Okay, so we're talking about islands, huh? So the analogy, Patty, Patty, you know me well. We've only known each other for a few months, but you've already heard some of my stories, right? Yeah, I like to talk about islands. And I think uh, in, in a lot of companies, a lot of the, the systems, the tools they have, because some companies will say, hey, we, we've done digital transformation. I'm doing these things digitally. And, and we talk about it as a journey. And I think the first step in the journey is to go from doing things in manually in documents to doing things digitally. But the next step, as Dale talked about earlier, is the connection. And what I think, uh, what I've seen in companies I've worked for and in other companies I've worked with, is that all of these systems are islands of data. 
the engineers, the data gets from island to island on the backs of engineers and robots, and those robots are called Microsoft Excel. That's the way a lot of the industry works. Uh, and certainly another one of our goals in Siemens uh, is to help customers integrate all of their data and all of their systems. We to provide the digital backbone where the single source of truth uh, resides and where data can be much more easily shared. Because as I talked about before, uh, in making the engineer's life better, better for engineers, who wants to copy data to and from Excel or in and out of their, their email box? And, and how many of us uh, just today have said, where's that file? And we go, we go diving into our inbox, right? Digital transformation is intended to, to really help solve those problems so that we don't live on islands. That are, our, our digital systems aren't islands of data connected by Microsoft Excel. I love that. And I love that analogy. The view of all these digital islands connected by robots is, uh, is a good visual. We talk about digital transformation is going to change the future of work for engineers, for technicians, for people that are servicing aircraft across the board. And it's going to be really moving from, we've always talked about paperless, but it became digital paper. And now how do we make that digital paper actually go away and help to automate some of those processes, as Todd says, to provide that connectivity so that our technicians, our engineers are actually solving, they're actually working on what we need them to be working on, solving complex engineering problems or building, you know, building products faster in a more innovative way and, and, and a higher quality. And so that's when we start to talk about where digital transformation is really going to start changing the way people work. That's the opportunity for us. So it'll be a nice change for a lot of people. And it has been a nice change for a lot of people. Yeah, over the years that I've been involved with Siemens, I've heard some of the same messages. And over the years, the incremental changes have been dramatic for those customers who who have implemented some of the, the solutions that we've talked about. And the digital twin kind of seems to be the launch point to take us to the next level, which is accelerated digital transformation. I understand that there are some customers that are making some progress with digital transformation. I'm sure our audience would love to know what are some of the lessons learned from those customers that that we have been working with that are making kind of that leap from the uh, digital islands and Excel rowboats. Let's well, say the ultimate goal is to see real value in change in how they uh, bring products to market. We, we want them to, to be able to bring products to market faster. We want them to be able to bring products to market for much less cost to bring, and bring real value to their customer, as well as creating a real environment that their employees want to work in. It's not one thing, it, it's a combination of things. And digital transformation uh, can help you in all those areas. We talked earlier about people, processes, and tools. One of the things I've learned and that I've seen other customers learn is that it takes all three. And when you think about a transformation, you're going to transform all three. If you look at digital transformation, I think one of the, one of the things you don't want to do is just implement your current processes that are paper-based or are not digitally based in a digital transformation. Think about the, the real advantages and things that computers do better than people. And think about all the ways uh, that you can find benefit from computers and, and transform your processes, then transform your tools. And don't forget about the people and the whole organizational change management aspect of that and transform all of them along the way. And then as you do that, also look for incremental value. You know, you're always looking at the horizon. 
at the place you want to get to. Don't focus just on the horizon. Focus also on incremental value and the ways that you can improve your daily working environment, uh, your time to market, the things you can learn from digital transformation. Find those incremental values, and that really brings uh, a sense of accomplishment to the team and will energize your company and really continue to have people on board with, this is the way we want to go with digital transformation. So what I'm taking away from this great conversation is there are trends that continue in our industry. The digital twin can add tremendous value to our customers. And a goal of accelerating digital transformation at organizations is a process that can take a little bit of time, but value can be achieved in short increments. Is there anything else that we want to wrap up with, Todd, before we we close out our session for today? Well, I'll I'll just go back to, uh, again, uh, thank you to Dale for passing the baton to you and me and for this opportunity. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, the opportunity in the future to talk about aerospace. uh, And thank you to everyone who's listening in. I'm really looking forward to the the journey that we're going to be on together, talking about aerospace, talking about digital transformation, and all the topics around that. And thank you, thank you to you, Patty, too, as well, for, uh, for really moderating and asking some really interesting questions today. Well, that wraps it up for us today. Dale, thank you. Todd, thank you. And we look forward to talking to you on our next Talking Aerospace Today podcast. All right. Well, thank you, Patty, and thank you, Todd. Looking forward to uh, the new seasons of Talking Aerospace today and listening to you too as we go forward. And uh, I hope you guys have a great time, a lot of fun. It's been fun working with you today. Thank you. 